It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Matthew Broderick as a kid-friendly but sexually frustrated RoboCop. We're talking Inspector Gadget on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman. This show is not for kids, so turn this off and go to bed at like 8.30 p.m. Uh, my guest today is a very good friend of mine, Shane Duffner. Hey, how's it going, Ross? It's going pretty good. 8, 8 p.m.? 8.30 p.m. I had a very late bedtime then. My parents were, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm 21 now because my parents would not have custody of me if that was the bedtime <laughs> I was supposed to have. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, so so we're talking um, Inspector Gadget today. Inspector and Gadget. You, you brought this, you wanted to watch this. I did. Uh, I, have, I have a little bit of history with this film. Uh, I, I remember, like, distinctively, it came out in 1999. Yes. Uh, I was the ripe age of four years old. Uh, and I liked it at the time, I remember. But then, like, I turned 10 or 11-ish. And for whatever reason, I rewatched it, and I developed a strong phobia of Inspector Gadget. Well, I will um, say, Robo Gadget, his teeth are Oh, they're terrifying. Terrific. They are terrifying. But I think it's also, like... Just the whole concept of like that whole surgery scene mm-hmm. terrified me. I think that was what like did it. Like the whole idea, like they're funneling tubes into them. I could never like well, if- they walk in at one point during the surgery with um like a huge cart stacked with all these boxes. It looks like like cracker like snacks yeah. or something and i had no idea what was the mouse trap doing in there? You should not put a mouse trap in Wait, a human okay. body. They showed mouse traps twice. Uh, once in the opening credits and once during the surgery. And they did not play a plot point. It didn't. That was, <laughs> like, that's a classic mess up of Chekhov's mousetrap. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, I, uh, I developed the phobia of it to the point where I was just like, I'm going to forget that this exists. And then when this opportunity came around, I wanted to revisit it. And it's less of a phobia and more of just a fear that this is the best Hollywood has to offer. I, yeah, I, I remember seeing this when I was a kid. And I remember it being funny. I, I also didn't realize, and I, I think you felt this the same way. We just uh, watched it now. And if, if you want to watch it, uh, it's available on Amazon and uh, iTunes. You can or Ross's it. local library. Yeah. Shout out to the William Jeans Memorial Library in Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. But this movie is 78 minutes long. It feels like a year. <laughs> Here's the thing. It felt so long, like during the actual scenes, but then uh, these they did these wacky transitions. Oh, dude, can we talk about that? The transitions. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it felt like they thought the cutting of this film was an afterthought in terms of all of the editing. The the, the, the transitions make no sense. Yeah, there's just like there's like a, a squeaky a squeaky like screw that hops around. There's um, a police badge. Everything's like. Neon and yeah. a wireframe, and it's all—it's all designed to be like, oh, you're going inside a lab, and it's like no blueprint looks like this. Yeah, and the movie itself looks very cheap. Yes. To be fair, do you want 1999? Okay, so I have it in front of me. Okay. The budget. Would sure. you like to guess what the budget of this Ooh. film is in 1999? Okay, 1999. Um, Keep in mind, this is this is like a it's a Disney a film. Disney it, was a, it was a major summer flick. Yeah. Um, can you? Can I ask one question? Under one hundred million. Under a hundred million. Okay. I'm gonna say. Oh man, they had a budget of. 
Oh, am I, I'm going to be way off if I I'm ask that really question. I'm really excited. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say like 40 million. Is that wrong? That's so off, isn't it? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> this movie oh, no. had a budget. $90 million. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you want to guess box office? Oh, uh, it's got to be well over that, I'd imagine. Um, I'm going to say half a billion. No. It was, it was $134 million. So they, like... <laughs> so they made money. <laughs> they made it. But uh, no, no, no. If you're talking about $10 billion, you're thinking of Claw's net worth that he had on that his desk. That is fair. Desk. That's fair. That's crazy that it, it didn't make... It made hundred and thirty-four million. You can't dollars. believe that this movie didn't make billions of dollars. That's right. I don't know. I remember it being big when I was a kid. Don't you? I remember this being like one of the bigger movies. I mean, I think this came out like. To be fair, we were four. We were four <laughs> years old. This was um, this was the nineties. Yeah, the tail end of it. Speaking of which, it was the nineties, and they had a. I don't know if it was product placement for Yahoo. Oh, it absolutely was. For so ABC had like a stake in Yahoo. So like yeah. six minutes into <laughs> the movie, um, Inspector Gadget, then detect, uh, just security guard John Brown, he is running to stop uh, the theft. Claw. Yeah, he saw his theft. Claws? He's stopping Claw and like his henchmen yeah. from taking the foot. The, <laughs> the robotic, robotic foot. foot. That only works if you use your heart and not your brain. You gotta you gotta believe in it. But, but in your heart. There's a the weirdest shot is so uh John Brown, aka pre-Inspector Gadget, <laughs> Inspector Gadget, gets into this horrific car accident mm-hmm. and he's upside down and he's like, You're still under arrest, and Dr. And the henchmen are just laughing. And then cut to a giant billboard that says Yahoo, and you hear the Yahoo, and it crushes them. Best product placement I've seen all year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think if you're going to make a Yahoo, bla- a blatant Yahoo product placement, that is the way to do it. I feel like that was a joke a lot of like what, making just fun like, of, just doing that bit where it's like Yahoo. <laughs> I feel like that was a joke on set where they're like, ah, but we're making bank, so it's fine. Yeah. Let's let's just talk about the plot of this movie. Sure. So, what's there of the plot? So, <laughs> John Brown, he's a, a mild-mannered security guard. All he wants to do is help people. And he gets into a horrific car accident yes. while trying to stop the theft of a robotic foot. Well, hold on. Let's also just back up about this robotic foot. He's <laughs> the scientist that is developing it. He has developed a crush on solely from security camera footage, as far as I it's can a, tell. It's a classic one-hour photo scenario. Yes. <laughs> he's just he's fallen in love with a woman. He's just he, it's 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 pre-Facebook Facebook stalking. That's what he's doing. So stalking. Yes, correct. That's the term I'm looking for. Um, but no, yeah. So he's he's stalking on this girl, and then uh, he's like, "Oh, I was borrowing your dad's book." I'm going to be continually trying to do a Matthew That Braddock awkward impression. dialogue was awkward, but in the wrong way. <laughs> like, it did not hit any of the cues Look, they wanted. I feel like that happens in a lot of kids' movies, is that they'll always have these weird romance subplots, and it's always just like, like, someone, a man looks at a woman, and it's just like, how do I, words, and it's nothing. Yeah. Especially in 90s films, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, also at the beginning of this movie... The credits went on for a long time. So there was like the opening title sequence where you hear the Inspector Gadget theme song. But it's also you just keep seeing like flashes of like the associate producer casting. But it takes so long. It takes about 10 into minutes the to car get crash. The credits. <laughs> my um, 
as I've, if we're going through notes that I have, um, first of all, making acclaimed actor and national treasure Matthew Broderick say wowzers at any point should be a crime. So this, this was his boner phrase. This, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no doubt in my mind. Wowzers. That's the last line of the movie. He yes. shoots a firework out of his foot, kisses, um, what's her face? Uh, 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 Brenda. Brenda, and goes, wowzers. Yes. And it ta- <laughs> for like 30 seconds, we do this really slow pan up, and you just see the, the firework just go around and around and around. Like, I have just... N- I, I, I agree with you. I remember loving this movie as a kid, but it was it was so boring. Like I it's so slap Sorry, say that again. It's so slapstick with regards to how the humor is. Like, but almost not enough. Like I feel like yeah. it half commits to the slapstick thing. <laughs> and this world that they live in is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's it's set in the in the metropolis the metropolis of Riverton, Ohio. Which is just Pittsburgh or Brooklyn. <laughs> we like, reskinned it. Like it's. I also see this in a lot of Disney movies where it has a big city feel, but it also is one hundred percent suburbs. Yeah, they're trying to make it feel small town, big town all at once, and it's incredible yeah. that they can pull it off to the extent they do. But like, does not work. But then, but it's not even a small town. Like they they get rid of that early on. Like there's this shot when Robo Gadget, the evil doppelganger of Inspector Gadget is burning down the city and you see this aerial shot half of the city is on fire right. and it's it's huge it looks like gotham because the, but then again gotham is uh filmed in pittsburgh that is fair yeah i don't have a cough uh cough button at all it's so, totally you can fine. Just hear so you just held i just tried to hold in that belt but no genuinely i think um if we're talking about inspector gadget as a superhero Beige superhero, both in personality and literally in his outfit. Oh, is she was like, she was like, uh, Brenda goes, and here is your new outfit, and, and it's just so excited. A trench coat, and it's it's a it's a slow pan up, <laughs> and you just see like nice dress shoes, a trench coat, like the first one, like if you're stacking kids to get into an R-rated yeah. movie. <laughs> And then it's like there's nothing exciting about nothing it. At like, all. There's no there's no like mechanical beep boops, which are a plenty in this movie. Oh man, I you could play a drinking game and you'd be dead by the end of the seventy. <laughs> I mean, you could be dead by the end of the seventy eight minutes just because you won't realize it's seventy eight minutes long. You'll be like, wow, that was a nice five hours I spent watching Inspector Gadget. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's genuinely like the saddest outfit I think anyone could have prepared for. He also never takes it off. Yeah. Which is weird to me. Like, I mean, I guess his whole catchphrase is, I'm always on duty, but he goes to a black tie gala and <laughs> he has wears, a tuxedo, yes. but then he also wears a trench coat. I get wearing the fedora. It's a little hokey, but I sure. get it. Yeah. He's probably got a... Well, here's my question. Okay. When he undresses, is there like... Because we saw him laid out and we saw all of his bits... But, like, does he have a, a, sh- a body shield? It's never explained, like, the the physicality of Inspector Gadget. Can he... What is naked to Inspector Gadget? Also, <laughs> like, how much of him is human? That's a great question. He he is so scared. Yeah. He is so scared all the time during this movie. And, like, he can't... He can't really die. No. Like, he, he does not get hurt. He falls from... Insane heights so many times, and he's just like, uh, and that's you can it. rebuild a robot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's a great question that I don't know. Speaking, speaking of uh, rebuilding, um, th- so there's this scene, the scene where 
um, Claw has Inspector Gadget like ripped open, like he takes his chest plate off or whatever, and you can see in his chest. Uh, what did you think of that? All the stuff in his chest. It seems like they just had leftover tubes from some Disney Channel show, and they were like, "Yeah, let's just make that yeah. Matthew Broderick now." Tube and Corey. Yeah, but no. The, um, I I was like, I took note of some of the stuff I saw in there, and there there was a twenty five foot tape measure, an old camera, <laughs> Energizer batteries, film reels, and just like a bunch of gears. A tarantula. No, no, no. That's in Robo Gadget. Robo Gadget. Yeah, yeah. So Robo Gadget. Um, if this wasn't clear, is the evil Inspector Gadget. In so. case any of this wasn't clear, we just <laughs> launched. You should really watch, listen to this after you watch Inspector I t- Gadget. I told them where they could find it. That's fair. You can find it at my local library, not uh, the Temple University Library, no. unfortunately. But yeah, the Robo Gadget is built by Claw to destroy Inspector Gadget's reputation. Yes, and Inspector Gadget looks exactly like. Robo Gadget looks exactly like Inspector Gadget, except Robo Gadget has maybe the most horrifying pair of teeth I have ever seen, and that is including um, what's that movie? I'm not even going to the teeth, the with the uh, the one with the the, the vagina teeth. that has teeth. Yes, yeah, yes. That that was scary. This is horrifying. What they do to Matthew Broderick's mouth? <laughs> yeah, they Matthew Broderick also does a very inconsistent accent. <laughs> it switches from Boston to 1920s gangster. Yes. All the time. Yes. Man, I thought, and it's a shame because I was like, Matthew Broderick act, acting in this is, is terrible as Inspector Gadget until I saw his acting as Robo Gadget. And then I was like, okay, we just got a new number one. And, well, let's talk about the acting because I was trying to figure it out. And a lot of me thinks that it, it was just over the top acting. Because, like, kids' movies, Disney movies, especially have this kind of reputation of being like, oh, God, wh- where are we going to go? Yeah. You know, just very um, wearing their feelings on their sleeves. Yeah. There's no subtlety with any of it. No. It's all a caricature, and it's all uh, on, on, the, like, on the face. Immediately you know what it is. But I also don't understand why. <laughs> like, why are you not allowed to just, like, have an emotion? Because like, when you're four, you don't understand things. <laughs> yes, you do. No. Do- Fucking dogs. <laughs> dogs will tilt their heads to the left if you were just like slightly quieter than usual. Yeah. And Penny has no place in this movie. No. And it's a shame. Well, it's it's a shame because based on the cartoon, which this film is based on, like Penny plays the role in that the inspector inspector is like incompetent and she's the one who like is the brains of the operation. Yeah. He's just the And the brain tools. and brain is also the brains. Yes. But uh, in this, they they take a they take a back seat to really Brenda is the brains of all who of this. who was not in the cartoon. No, neither was um, the Gadget Mobile voiced by um, <laughs> D.L. Hughley. I think that was the best character. I think it was. Talk about it, but which also is a shame. <laughs> this is one of like, this isn't even the only. What am I trying to say? So many Disney movies do like meta jokes about like how it's a Disney movie. Yes. That's it. Yeah. He's just like, buckle up. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. Yes. <laughs> or at the end, uh, the post credits where he's talking about uh, how his kids are going to be riding off of like the, the royalties he gets. Yeah. A, a, a car's children. <laughs> I did like the very, I was waiting. There are a couple laughs that I had, but maybe my favorite was towards the end where the, <laughs> the, 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 the beetle drives by and he goes, come on, baby, I speak German. I thought... That was I actually missed that. Great I thought you were writing. talking about when um, Robo Gadget is decapitated, no. and um, 
Inspector Gadget looks at him and says, huh, you should quit while you're ahead. Then Inspector Gadget mugs at the camera and kicks him into the (laughs) um, Ohio Ocean. Yeah, the Ohio (laughs) River. Do you want to know who was the original choice for Inspector Gadget? That wasn't Matthew Roderick? I can't think of anybody that would. So there are two people. Oh, Jesus. One, Brendan Fraser. Okay, I can see that. He, He turned this down to be in George of the Jungle. Smart. Which I also remember to be a fun movie, mm-hmm. and sure I would be interested in, in reviewing here. And also, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Uh, what do I know Kevin Klein from? Uh, well, looking at his Wikipedia, <laughs> oh, he was. Um, so he's he was in Sophie's Choice, A Fish Called Wanda. You would probably most know him as Mr. Fish Odor in Bob's Burgers. Ah, uh, okay. He was also in The Road to El Dorado. Oh, okay. He played El Dorado. Yeah, no, I think they went with the right guy. I, um, yeah, it's a, it's just a shame that Matthew Broderick is so terrible in this. Though I don't think they gave him much to work with. They were like, "You're dry and boring, and you you're terrible at everything." And he was like, "Got it." <laughs> okay, want to know something else crazy? Yes. Steven Spielberg was nearly the executive the- producer of this movie, but he was too busy with other films, specifically Saving Private Ryan. That makes sense. So this movie came out, uh, it came out uh, almost to the day, a year apart, which is crazy. They came out a year and a day apart. From Saving Private Ryan. So Saving Private Ryan came out July of 1998, Inspector Gadget July 1999. One of them has aged much better. Yeah, <laughs> this. I, well, wait, Spielberg was doing everything in the 90s, though, so that doesn't surprise me. Spielberg dipped his toes in cartoons and everything, so of course he would do this. So I'm going to move on to a little segment called Hold Up. And how this is going to work is um, a lot of times when you watch movies, obviously, some of them age well, like they're very timeless, and other, others are very centric to the time period to which they are made. And this is about technology, which means like every futuristic prediction is awful. So what did you think of the technology in Inspector Gadget? Um, I like that the car has GPS built in. I thought the car was pretty impressive with regards. I mean, obviously it it would not exist at all today. There would be no skills dispenser in a local car. But I was like, I don't know. I was pretty, I don't know. I thought, here's the thing though. Like what always gets me is always futuristic and like cool gadgety things up until maybe four years ago. It was always like, how many buttons can we put everywhere? Exactly. There are buttons all over the dashboard of the Gadgetmobile. That's fair. And they're all very small print labels, and none of them ever do, do anything. Of <laughs> note. I'm also still not sure how Inspector Gadget is supposed to drive the car, because it just goes into auto drive. I don't think he does. I think it's just a But there was a placebo. manual switch, I thought. I didn't see that. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I th- it's... it's uh, I think I'm so removed from actual, like, technology that isn't just a smartphone that I see something like, oh, yeah, sure, that's believable. And so, yeah, sure, there's a robotic foot and that also, works with your heart. I kept thinking this is like like H.G. Wells, like all these all these <laughs> futuristic gadgets with, like, gears. Yeah, yeah. Ge- it's very... Um, <laughs> and I yeah. guess that was, like, like the I'm waiting to see Charlie, Cha- Charlie Chaplin just fucking going through... <laughs> Yeah, I could, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating to me how they, how wrong they were with a lot of things, I guess. But the I will buttons. say they they weren't too far off with like wearables. No. Like you have an Apple Watch right now, and they kind of had precursors to the Apple Watch, Penny and Brain. <laughs> yeah, and well, the they Inspector. also had those. Remember, you never had any of those smart or smart watches, smart watches that would uh, you could press it and it would give you like a little animation. 
You never had that? No. What Watches, they used to, to be, I had a friend that had a watch and I was very jealous of it and he would press a button and it would give him like a little animated cartoon thing on it. And like, it really, like we, we were seven, we didn't need to tell the time, but he had this watch that just played like little cartoons and I was very jealous of him um, and he would rub it in my face. And I guess now in hindsight, he was a terrible friend. That's all I have to say about this. My childhood was sad. You should tag him in this when we release it. Yeah, I should. You're a bad friend. <laughs> Oh, um, but... But yeah, no, the wearables... Altogether, the most unrealistic part of this movie, I think, was the fact that Inspector Gadget appeared on the cover of the... Sharper Sharper Image image catalog. (laughs) That was actually one of my favorite jokes (laughs) in this. They have a montage of, like, the the non-important things, the trivial things that he's doing around town on the police force, and then in between all of these newspaper headlines is just the cover of Sharper Image with Inspector Gadget on it. Like, this Ohio town, like... They keep they say specifically that it is in the middle of Ohio. Right. Like they show a map. And I don't know why not just set it in just some vague town and call it like a New York style thing. Because it clearly looks like and wants to be New York. Yeah. It clearly wants to play with an actual big city, but they limit themselves with regards to Riverton, right? Riverton? Riverton. Riverton. Yeah. I don't know if Riverton's an actual city. <laughs> I don't think it is either. No. Um also uh <laughs> Uh, at the police gala mm-hmm. when they're introducing yes. um, Inspector Gadget to everybody. First of all, people keep getting scared and confused about Inspector Gadget, but like everybody knows his deal. Yeah. Like he keeps having his head on backwards and everybody's like, huh? but <laughs> that's his, th- he's a, ro- he's a robot right. man. Right. Yeah. His entire, and it's been explained. It's like the, the police even says he is a publicity stunt. At a point. So, like, it's, you know, the public has to know about a publicity stunt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, then, clearly, everybody should be aware. And then Mayor Sherry O'Terry is like, it was all my idea. <laughs> Man. Sherry O'Terry. Andy Dick is also in this Okay, film. you and I both. <laughs> we went, saw his name in the title, and, we and we just oh. went, oh. <laughs> he, did, uh, he did fine. It, yeah, it was a fine performance. My favorite, the most screen time he gets is showing off different hands that yes. he's made. <laughs> yes. He's like, so we know you like sushi, so I made you a sushi hand. And it's just a hand that has a chopstick Chopsticks on, on it. it that you could press down. And they do that. There's like uh, There's an, an opera, opera hand. hand. And they have little sound effects to accompany it. And it didn't make sense to me because like... It's a, if you have a robot hand, yeah. like, shouldn't it be able to, like, move? Or shouldn't you be able to put a glove on it? Right. Why is it, yeah. Yeah. I think they just wanted to show off a Mickey Mouse glove for the opera hand, and that was Oh, cool. that's clever. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, we all know that the, that in 2003, when Shrek came out, the song, oh, yeah. All Star... Became popular was but the rise, but in did 1999, you know, All Star makes an appearance in none other than the Gadget Mobile with Penny, Penny and Brain, and are jamming out to All Star. And I had this moment where I was just like, "It's that's it." Like Shrek can move out of the way. If anybody ever does Shrek on this podcast with you, they're a joke because really the the, the best movie to feature to feature All Star was 1999's Inspector. I wonder Gadget. if it's the first. I wonder if it is, too. It clearly wasn't the most well-known. I I have this very vivid memory as of, a kid. Of Shrek? No, no, no. Not of Shrek. Of the song All Star. And I was in a craft store. <laughs> and And I remember, like, walking up and down, like, this, like, greeting card aisle. And that song playing. And all that glitters is gold. And I was like, they have glitter here. <laughs> but I just looked it up. 
All Star was released on May 4th, 1999, mere two months before Inspector Gadget came in. So this was like, that was like a popular song. So they were like, we got to put this in. This is going to be hot. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, it's also at the, in the end of the film Rat Race. With Huh. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have not. Rat Race is a fun movie. It's, uh, it has the title song sung by the Baja Men. Baja Men. That's also something distinctly early 2000s. Yeah, I remember buying a Baja Men CD at Toys R Us. The, you know what I think? I think Inspector Gadget could have been saved a little bit more if there was a Baja Men song in it. I don't know how you'd work it in, but I think it's you'd like, need one. Like, Robot or something. <laughs> I don't know. Jamaican Robots. Oh, uh, wait. Jamaican uh, me a cyborg. <laughs> that's not good. That's Please great. that. Yeah. <laughs> sure thing. Um, okay. Uh, all the sexual tension in this movie. Holy shit. So, guys, this Inspector is a kid's movie. Gadget and is so horny in but all the, of But this. the thing is, it didn't seem like a thing where either it was trying to be, like, kind of realistic or show, like, that he is a lonely man. Right. Nor was it, like, a thing to keep the parents interested. No. It's just it's it's just a part of the story for whatever reason is Inspector Gadget is incredibly horny all the time before the wowzers before the surgery after the surgery doesn't matter John Brown Inspector Gadget horn dogs they need Brenda there's a scene that I I distinctly laughed out loud at when she is trying to show him the manual and the and Brenda bends over and you get like this gratuitous ass shot and it cuts back to Matthew Broderick and he just opens his mouth at an ape noise like. It just <laughs> comes out, and she turns around in shock. That's one of the few things in this movie that kind of <laughs> came back. Like, there's so much that just is thrown out that never comes back again. But one of them is that he can make animal noises. Right. <laughs> there's a part where um, he is terrorizing the town by doing a shadow puppet of a dinosaur. Yes. And then he makes a dinosaur noise. Yes. And then... <laughs> so that's Robo Gadget. Yeah, fair. yes, that's yes. Robo Gadget. And then um, a Japanese man runs into frame <laughs> like and in J- Japanese says, uh, I, I knew I shouldn't have left Tokyo or something. Yeah. Or, or like, I didn't leave Tokyo for this. Something like that. And it's subtitled. And it's so <laughs> that also weird. got me laughing. But anyway, back to back to all the, the sex. sexual tension. Yeah, I. Um, it's just I like. Here's my question: Does he does he need sex as a robot? Like part, I think part. Do robots need sex? I haven't seen Westworld, so I don't know the answer to that. But well, if if my understanding of Westworld is anything, which barely. It's um, Anthony Hopkins just built a bunch of sex robots in the Wild West. Right. But when you say sex robots, the robots aren't horny. No. We're just fucking the robots because we're horny and we don't like people. Wait, hold on. Robots don't need sex. Hold on. <laughs> yes. In Ex Machina. <sighs> I haven't seen that. Like, there's like a whole, not a whole thing. There's like a little thing where uh, Oscar Isaac mentions that like, he put some sensors in like the vagina port. <laughs> put some sensors in the vagina port. Did he like create a like a like a like a, like a G spot? Is that what you're saying? Yes. He built a G spot. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. There's like a little <laughs> subplot involving like uh, Oscar Isaac like fucking robots. Does Inspector Gadget even have a penis? Is my question. And I posed this to you earlier, you but did. I don't. I don't know if he does. 
Like, does it, does he, how does it work? Is my question. I'm so fast. I don't know if he, he he must just based on the evidence that in the end of the movie, his pants fall down and he's embarrassed about it. Right. If he wasn't embarrassed, if he didn't have a a penis, he wouldn't be embarrassed. Yeah. He'd be a mannequin down there. And also he does, he does kiss Brenda at the end and then shoots a firework from his foot. And it enters the house, but it, it's one of the few times they shoot something out of his foot and it doesn't cause a huge explosion. Right. Nothing, nothing explodes or dies. No one seems to <laughs> care how much damage he causes in general. By the way, total count in the entire film, one death. <laughs> one death. What was as the far one as death? Like, uh, uh, the Brenda's father. The scientist who's working yeah. on the foot with him. You know what? He You're dies. Right. That's it. There's one death in this entire film. We see buildings and on fire. Matthew Broderick, John Brown, doesn't even die. He just no. is in a full body cast except for his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, Matthew Broderick makes out with a dog twice in this movie. Three times. Three. When he's in, when he's in the... Uh, in the dream? In the, no, in the dream, at the, at the hospital, and then when he's at the dump, the dog comes oh, up and licks right. his face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh he he has gosh. more time. He has more kissing uh, scenes with a dog than he does with a human woman in this film, <laughs> which I'm sure he must have loved when he signed on for it. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. It's Gross. not. It's not. Um, well, it's 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 a weird film. It is a weird film in that regards. It's like it's like if the six million dollar man was a klutz. That's that was the only premise they had with this film. Going, they forward. even name dropped the six million dollar man. And they and this and the sad thing is they had a whole cartoon to base it around, and it seems like they picked and choose what they wanted. But According then they to Wikipedia, it's specifically loosely based. Loosely based, exactly. Yeah. They also, went. It's a, it's a shame. Yeah. Make more cartoon films. Also, uh, uh, there's no there. I can't find a citation or anything specific, but apparently Louis C.K. was nearly in this film I, as one I, of the cops. He would have been a great. Uh, Chief of police. I think that yeah. would have been great. It would have been like, I, I, you can't, you can't gadget anymore. <laughs> I, 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 sorry. Or something. Uh, Mr. Chief of police, I really do want to take on this case. I, I fucking hate my kids. I, uh, I hate my kids. I, uh, you're like a kid, th- a thing. <laughs> and uh, with that, we're going to take a quick bait. Oh my fucking God. I can't say anything. With that, we'll be right back after this message. Oh, Ross, you were too kind. Hi, everybody. Um, so this is just a reminder that if you like... Oh, I just got a text. Oops. So anyway, I'm not going to re-record this. If you like this podcast, KidFlix, please give us a rate and a review on iTunes. It really helps us get more noticed. And definitely, uh, if you're on a car ride, make your friends listen to this podcast. What do they want to listen to? Like, uh, rap caviar? No. No rap caviar. Have them listen to the Kid Flicks podcast. Uh, I really should read that text. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you listen to the rest of the show. But uh, have a good one. Please give us a shout out on social media. Why am I being so needy right now? I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. I don't think I'm ahead. But back to the show. And we're back to Kid Flix. Oh, thank God. Inspector Gadget. It was dark wherever we went during that break. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was the upside down. Ooh. Barb was there. She's doing pretty well. Yeah, good for her. I told you that I finished <laughs> watching that, right? No, good. Yeah, we should good. probably not talk about that on the one we're doing Inspector Gadget. Oh, it's but fine. Good. It's, it's, such, it's so good. I mean, uh, the chief, he's a, he's a real inspector. Yeah. <laughs> Winona Ryder, she's a real gadget. Yes. And both of them are horny. <laughs> um, oh, I, wait, hold on, real quick. When, like, what's his face? Will 
Not yes. Will. Whoever, when the main kid started getting like horny for eleven, I was like, yeah. "Come on, yeah, that's it." Yeah, I mean, you know, it's also weird that like he's keeping her hostage in his basement, but like not a, not as a hostage. She can leave whenever she wants, and she does. Yeah, and spoiler, she, but she gets so yeah. many bloody noses. Oh my god, that poor girl. Anyway, back <laughs> to the movie. Um, well, also, one thing that I wrote down a quote um, from uh, Brenda was she was talking about how she got hired by right. Claw. Mm-hmm. To work in his la- her own laboratory, and she said, "quote Unlimited funds and complete control over my research," which sounds like either the most phony baloney thing or like the biggest trap ever. Like I don't and know she's that many just scientists blind to it. I don't know that many scientists, but I feel like all of them would be like, "Okay, well, what am I going to be doing all day?" <laughs> well, let's just phone in our friend Neil deGrasse Tyson and ask what he has to say about this. Oh, what's this about gravity? <laughs> you know, they didn't actually film it in space. Yeah, we know Neil. He ruins everything. God. Oh. Yeah. He's a real Adam Conover. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, to that joke. But yeah, no. Um yeah, no, that's a weird where she's just, like, totally blind. Also, the fact that, like, it barely plays a plot point that Claw used to be fat in college. I, they showed a picture of him. They show one picture. And I was like, oh, no, is this going to be, like, a weird thing now? And it just comes up twice. He puffs out his cheeks and he goes, remember me? And she goes, oh, yeah. And then when they're in the helicopter at the end. Where she goes, I liked you better when you were fat. And he just freaks out. He loses his shit over that. He looks like... The guy that played Claw, and yes. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Knock off Nathan Fillion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, he looked like Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town. <laughs> Sorry, it's Rupert Everett. Sorry, Rupert. I'm sure. Does he have a fruitful career right now? I'm sure he does. Um, He's probably. Yeah, he was. A, he he got a lot of. He got a Golden Globe nomination for my best friend's wedding. Good for him. I don't know what that movie is. It's um. It's. It's like the uh, starring Julie Roberts, and it's like how she's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, That's also twenty seven dresses. Ugh, ugh. But yeah, no. Um, it's interesting to me how Claw, the guy Rupert, sells Claw. I think is a really like he play he buys into that whole villain trope really mm-hmm. well. Um, it's a shame they don't really give anyone a lot to work with in this film with regards to dialogue. It all feels very kind of. Cliched and ham-fisted. yeah, like Shane, Shane and I uh, were both in uh, script writing class here at Temple University, which means we know everything we need to yeah. know about script writing. I'm like, let me analyze it, but no, <laughs> um, everything is so top level. Everything is so plotty. Yeah, like I'm still not sure of why Claw built Robo Gadget. He, it's because once he figured out how to get the robotic footwork, and he just made. Clones of ever he made he made Robo Brenda, as well. That's right. Oh yeah, sexy he just, he sex just want robot sexy, Brenda. Sex robot Brenda. Like we all we all agree that that was a, just oh, a sex robot. Solely, she was in a leather suit and she was like, "I've never been outside." No. And then she does a cheerleading stunt and falls off the building. Yes, and she does. She's not scared of dying. Inspector no. Gadget's like, "Oh no, I fell three feet." <laughs> oh no. I think it's, uh, he's got to be human to some extent. I wish it was explained how much human he is versus how much cyborg he is. I don't think he's human whatsoever. Like, Like looking at his chest. Even before he becomes, (laughs) he's not really human. John Brown. He's like a real doll just walking around. You know what the saddest part of this is? Is that Penny needed him to come to school the next day for that. uh, That's right. And it just never happened. That also never happened. He was in the hospital. (laughs) 
in a full body cast. Full body cast. There's also this very like very minute detail, but Penny is running into the hospital. She has brain in her backpack, and she's like, Uncle John. And there's this brief moment where there's like a a picture of the woods. Like behind, behind her, her, like in the hospital, and mm-hmm. I got so confused. <laughs> like, why is there just a big picture of the woods in the middle of the hospital? They like to remind you of the outdoors, <laughs> and how some of them will never see it again. Yes. Uh, Bye, pop up. <laughs> oh, true story. Take take me to the hallway by that old picture of the woods. I'm again. gonna go staring at those red oaks for a while. Uh, there's also yeah, there's like a a bunch of like meta. Place points uh, a lot of meta, a lot jokes of meta jokes in this. Like they reference the fact that they're based on a Saturday morning cartoon, and then they look at each other like, "Who?" Huh? Huh? It's, it's that's that's the extent. And that's why it bothers me because the meta humor I can I, I enjoy that more than I think I, I do a lot of the slapsticky stuff. But they do it it's so poorly. It's it's insane how like the joke is just like we're breaking the fourth wall very clearly by making like the Tim Allen home improvement noise mm-hmm. and then staring into the camera instead of being more subtle about it. Because like, you and I, we watch we watched Community. Yeah, we watched. Um, Deadpool. Yeah. Like, there's a way to do it. It's just to fully commit to it. Yes. And this movie, I feel, doesn't really commit to anything except. No, there's nothing. It commits to to whatever will get it uh, uh, to more than $90 million at the box office. Jesus. $90 million in 1999. And the CGI is not even that good. I'm sure it was great for the time, but now. I think it was even kind of pushing it back then. Probably. Toy Story came out in 95. That's true. 99, that, I think Bugs Life came out that year, maybe? Or maybe the year before. Yeah. And we're like looking at Finding Dory and everything in terms of animation. They could have done way better. But, uh, yeah. And nothing, nothing glaring, I guess, in terms of the CGI, but just no. not good. <laughs> the title sequence was very hard. I don't understand why they had flowers. There were flowers. Yeah, there were flowers the, in in Inspector Gadget's logo. Insane to me, but yeah, uh, just overall very sad about this film. Overall, <laughs> what do you think? Because it's a kids' movie, so that yes. means that there's something to be learned. What do you think is the lesson they were trying to teach? Don't steal things. That's the. I can't think of what it would be, right? Because it comes back to the fact that they stole. I the think foot. I figured it out. Okay, I think. It's like love is the most powerful thing. <laughs> because it, it's a callback to the heart at the beginning. It, it's a callback to the heart. It's a, it's a, and the whole thing how uh, Gadget doesn't end up needing the chip to power him anymore because he has his heart. Right. And he so has he a is good human. Heart. Ish. <laughs> this, the, it, even if that moral is in there, and that moral probably is the moral, it is so. It's so lost in how yeah. they just don't explain because it's like three lines. This world, and also the fact that like there, we can't really see. We don't see him interact like with the world, like outside of training as Inspector Gadget, nor just as a security guard. Like I still have no idea like what his life is with Penny. No. Just like when they're hanging out at home. I think it's supposed to be, I guess they say it's loosely based off the cartoon, but I'm guessing they hoped that a lot of the people who came to see it also saw the cartoon and didn't need that briefer at the beginning. But I haven't seen the cartoon in a while. I would have liked to know, like, why is Penny living? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, a lot of questions. Every, they're never alive parents in a Disney movie. That's true. That's a real problem. Parent trap, though. Parents just don't under trap. No, it's done. <laughs> so we've talked about this Quite a bit. I think it's time 
that we rate it. So how this is going to work is uh, you and I, we can agree with each other. We can disagree. We both have uh, four scoring points. Uh, Respect for the audience. So does this kind of take into consideration that the audience, they're all just people, or is it very kind of pandering and condescending? Uh, We have just plot. That's self-explanatory, and as well as acting and humor. Uh, and this on a scale from zero to five, if something is so piss poor, you can label it as zero. If you think it's fantastic, you can be five decibels, decimals, <laughs> anything in between. Not decibels. That's a podcast. Hey. So, uh, because Shane, you're my guest, uh, tell me what you think. What do you think you would rate on audience respect? I think I'd give audience respect a three. Very respectful. Just in terms... Well, very... I mean... It's a little above average. In in terms of what we have here, I felt respected throughout, and I think as a kid I enjoyed it, so sure. But I, you know, I don't think... They they don't give you a lot to work with, so I feel like you're respected. Like, you're... It's not dumbed down. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I I think I'm going to give this a two, just because, like, I was so lost during it, and I... I just felt like there there wasn't really I didn't there wasn't any moment where I felt true like nervousness or terror like everything I was like ah like this is so over the top everything's gonna work out I know that and you know yeah but I feel like almost like the structure and we're gonna get the plot in a minute but I feel like the structure of it like is separate almost from the respect like I tr- I felt like throughout I was like oh yeah sure like they're not trying to be like oh you little kid let me explain this to you like they were pretty straightforward I feel like with a lot of it. There wasn't much yeah, to be you know straightforward what? about, though, to be fair. You know what? You've convinced me. Ha! I'm going to give it a three. All right. Okay, but let's get on to plot. Ooh. How was the plot of the 78-minute <laughs> Inspector Gadget? <laughs> yeah. That felt like three hours. I'm I'm actually going to give it a two. Just a two. Um, it, it, it played with all of the cliches I thought it would. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's not good. That's why it's like a two. But it, 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 it wasn't a total train wreck. I feel like this is still something that like is somewhat salvageable. I understand why it made $134 million, mm-hmm. whatever it made. So I'm going to give it a two for that. I'm going to give it just a tiny bit higher. Because okay. I think there were moving parts, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and I think like if, if they just had better transitions... I think <laughs> you mean the transitions in here weren't great for you. <laughs> yeah. The transitions of just like bonk noises and yeah. then a wireframe of a police badge just wasn't really doing me much, but I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it two and a half. Oh, okay. Cause I think, yeah, I think if there was just a little bit more just emphasis on kind of connection, I think it would have been better. Cause I think you're right. It was close. And I think I was, I was frustrated during this movie, but I think in the end, like, I, I agree. I remember enjoying this as a kid and not kind of being confused by it. Yeah. How about acting? <laughs> it's a shame because I feel like they got the Matthew Broderick is a national treasure. I don't care what anyone says, but, uh, who they don't give him a lot to work with. And you can tell that he, that this is just a cash grab in a way. This is something to fulfill, um, a guild requirement. So, I'm going to give it, I, I said between one to two, I think I'm going to lean towards one and a half then at that point. It just, it stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I, 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 I think the script didn't give anyone a lot to work with at all, but, uh, it's also just, God, you can tell that they don't give a shit throughout all of this. <laughs> Except Michelle Trachtenberg. God bless that young girl. Here's the thing. I think for the most part, everybody was fine. 
They Ex- commit to I their think everybody cliches. except for Matthew Broderick. Yes. Like everybody else, um, like Brenda, Claw, Claw's henchmen. Um, they play their part really well. They did great. That. I don't think Brenda was as well. Brenda as, uh, Brenda was fine, and like she ended up being dual cast because yes. you know she played herself and herself as a sex robot, and yeah, I just think Matthew Broderick and Penny just were kind of like blessed. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a two just because I you know what I'm gonna give it a two point five because everybody else in the movie was doing was trying hard and I agree with you that like they did as much as they could with what they had to work with. Mm-hmm. But it just Yeah. It doesn't shine through. And then finally Humor. Who I I you know what I think? If they were to and you know that as soon as I say this, they're going to announce plans to reboot this. But I feel like They if, actually if, already did in did. uh two years ago. Okay. And I guess nothing has come of that? No. Okay. But if they gave an honest to God gritty reboot of this in a way I don't think it would totally suck. You got to sell it as like an action adventure movie, which is what this should have done because all of the attempts of humor um, are just solely slapstick, like I said. And it's like, you know, that's fine. But like, how did that Three Stooges movie do when that came out a couple years ago, right? Well, people are like, Sean Hayes as Mo or Curly. <laughs> no, he was Curly. Chris. Yeah. Uh, then you got that Vine dude that was on Will Mad TV. Yes. So, um, but I don't know, just, uh, and maybe it's because I also, uh, I'm not a crazy fan of slapstick humor. Maybe that's it, but it just, it did not really sit with me. I'm going to give it a one. I was not a fan. Um, my favorite part was probably the talking car that has no physicality really. Well, no, they did a physicality where his, uh, the CGI, uh, icon for the gadget mobile and how it didn't, they didn't even try to sync up D.L. Hughley's uh, no. voiceover. No. That doesn't even have a mouth. <laughs> I, I, I'm leaning similarly to what, you, uh, to what you're suggesting. I, I think it's because there isn't, they don't really commit to one. Like, this could have been easily just, like, a very slapsticky movie, and it could have worked. Like, there wasn't really that much violence. No. Like, there was just weird... It's cartoonish violence. It's cartoonish violence, but then it just gets weirdly realistic. Like, when the whole city is on fire, mm-hmm. like, then it just yeah. gets real. And they try to, even in that crowd scene, like, we brought up the Tokyo bit. Like, they try to, like, bring it back to, like, oh, this is just... A, but it gets really intense. Like, the the kid asking for the autograph. That poor little kid asking for the autograph. And then Robo Gadget, like, brings out the big guns, literally, and just like, I remember that him. genuinely terrifying. scaring me as a oh, kid. yeah. Terrifying. I, like... I think this movie would work... If it had more of an Austin Powers type vibe, like so many jokes, so many just like dumb gags. Yeah. And just kind of committing to it. Cause I, I disagree that about Inspector Gadget needing like a gritty reboot. I'm done with gritty reboots. Let's that's just fair. get some happy characters. That's fair. And I think this works as just like a lovable goofball that's trying his best to save the city and fails. And like his daughter, his, not daughter, his niece is like has to help save the day. And I love that. If. Like, I would have loved if Penny had something more proactive had more than, than just, the last 30 seconds. That was just like, ooh, Skittles. Um, but, but anyway, we're talking about humor here. <laughs> and the meta stuff pissed me off because it didn't really I didn't work. commit to it. I'm also going to give it a one. <sighs> Rough. Yeah. But yeah. Deserved. So let's crunch these numbers. Yes. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. Okay, numbers are crunched. Uh, Inspector Gadget has a score right now of 2.0625. Not bad. I mean, I want to give the full uh, average. Right. But so that's that's a two. 
Yeah. It's a two. It's 2. a 2. 2.1 if you want to get very technical. It's not a one, but it's not a three. So, like, if this was a letter grade, it would that would be... That'd be, a be D. It'd be a, a D minus or... A, yeah. Yeah? Probably D, and, D minus. Uh, and Nothing to write home we about. Were, we were not alone in our assessment. Uh, looking at some of the uh, critical reception of this film, uh, Roger Ebert was not a fan of it. Uh, God bless him. Basically, he said that everybody was angry that Dr. Claw, you could see his face in the movie, which was like a big slap in the face, because that's it like is. the whole thing. It's the, it's the mystique. He also doesn't sound like this. No. Gadget. Uh, oh, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, so the aggregate uh, kind of review on Rotten Tomatoes. First of all, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 21% based on 62 reviews, and the consensus, consensus is, despite an abundance of eye candy, the film doesn't amount to much. And I think eye candy, they're really just talking about Brenda's sex robot. That's about right. Or that gratuitous ass shot. Yeah. Lots of ass. Lot of ass. Let's also talk about... <laughs> uh, so we, uh, I like to uh, do, do these uh, reviews with DVDs if possible, just because I enjoy watching DVDs. It's do you fun. have that ready to go? Uh, the DVD you... pull quote on the back? Is that what you're going for? Oh, I don't. But we can also get to that. <sighs> the but... DVD pull quote... Oh, okay. I don't want to interrupt. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Go the DVD it. pull quote on the back of this is just from an, uh, a no-one-knows-what-it-is St. Louis local news station. <laughs> can yeah. I read it? Yeah, yeah, of course. It is. KDNL TV in St. Louis, circa. I guess this came out in 2000, and it's the DVD version, and it's go go gadget fun for the entire family, and that is the only quote on the entire film's box. Yeah, what do you think of the tagline? Uh, oh, what the go go gadget fun for the entire family? No, no, no. Okay, so this is a fun little game that we oh, okay. like to call. Okay. Uh, guess the tagline. So, uh, it, considering that you don't remember what the tagline is, that's. Perfect. I remember parts of it now that I'm thinking about it, but I, I you know I, what? I'm gonna say Shane. I wanna I wanna challenge you to come up with a better tagline. So Inspector Gadget. Inspector it's Gadget. It's a film filled with robots, mm-hmm. mild action, mm-hmm. lots of slapstick. Anything coming to mind? <laughs> uh, I feel like it would be something like a gear up for this summer's net biggest blockbuster. <laughs> I feel like that's already better. I don't than think you know it. what a tagline is. No, that's a trailer. Okay, I'm giving you. I'm giving you like a pull quote, like a buzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the actual tagline of Inspector Gadget, according to the DVD cover, is "The greatest hero ever assembled." Ah, uh, honestly, Gear Up is significantly better. That is because they love gears in this movie. Again, you can contact me, Shane Duffner at gmail.com. Disney, you're welcome. Are you sure you want to hear that? You want to put that on the air? Yes, my social security number is 471. No. <laughs> 471. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so uh, any final thoughts on Inspector Gadget? Um, Anything that uh, you ov- thought about during it that you just need to get out? I'm over my phobia. I'm no longer Good. afraid of a bad movie. Good. <laughs> um, this, it, it, you know, I, it stinks. I wish it didn't stink because I still enjoyed the cartoon, but by God, does it stink. Um, and also, I can't wait until we have to do Inspector Gadget 2. Inspector Gadget 2, Gadget to Gadget, the uh, direct-to-DVD uh, standalone sequel. Starring French Stewart. French Stewart and <laughs> the one lady from... Uh, the parent trap that gets a tarantula on her face. Great. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I do want to mention is uh, the the fake glass budget oh, in must this have movie. Been through the roof. Through the roof. <laughs> Nothing happens more than somebody punching glass 
or flying through it. Or uh, the blue glob, because they say it's toothpaste, but it's not. It can't be. That blue glob budget also must have been high. Yeah. Because there are at least three scenes where Inspector Gadget just sprays somebody with blue glob. Well, that's a that's a good question, Shane. If you were Inspector Gadget, what do you think your go-to go-go would be? Go-go Gadget, get me a new agent, because I'd pro. <laughs> no, uh, Old Hollywood over old here. Ho- hey, look at me. Um, no, I mean, uh, Go-Go Gadget, uh, Netflix. Oh, nice. That's millennial-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're millennials. Yeah. Um, I guess mine, like, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like having, this is lame, but like having, <laughs> like, a spoon or something always on hand <laughs> is, like, really convenient. <laughs> Go-Go Gadget Spoon. Go-Go Gadget Soup Time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? Let us know what your your Go-Go Gadget would be with the hashtag, hashtag GoToGoGo. Yeah, I like that. GoToGoGo. GoToGoGo. God damn. Oh, man. Um, That's a fun one. You can curse on this show, but please do not use the Lord's name in vain. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Happy Easter. Yes. We forgive each other. I'm not. No. Ju- uh, I'm Jewish. So, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but it's it's like you you have an Easter ish. It's Passover, right? Not real. I mean, we do we do consume a lot of eggs. So yeah. I guess it's close enough. <laughs> you say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man! But, but uh, before we kind of stop, is there anything uh, is there anything that you would like to plug, Shane? Is there anything I'd like to plug? Either because uh, uh, I know you are very shoddy with your online presence. You <laughs> de- deactivate and activate your Twitter I, almost monthly. I have nothing really to plug. I'm the head writer for Temple Tonight, which is a uh, Temple University's late night talk show. Uh, Facebook.com/slash Temple Tonight. Uh, you also uh, produced a very good documentary yes, last semester. Uh, if you'd like to talk it's, about that, it's, it's better than this, but it's not comedy. Nor is it action adventure. Uh, we did, uh, me, and a, me and a team of four other students did a documentary on kind of like localized urban legends and small towns and uh, just the stories that we tell one another and what they, what repercussions they have. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's tiny a tiny town. It's a story straight out of uh, Weird PA, like yeah. the, that weird uh, series. You actually got the author. Yes, we did. Matthew Lake. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's British, I think, or Australian. Uh, he's quite Scottish. Tell. Scottish. All of the haggis in the background to give it away. <laughs> yeah. He's got cans of haggis. But yeah. <laughs> and his uh, face was painted blue. But uh, Facebook.com slash Tiny Town documentary for that. Uh, we, uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a good thing. Thank you for reminding me of that. I'm yeah, really proud of that. Of course, of course. So, yeah, it was a it was a great documentary, and thank I enjoyed you. watching it. Uh, and as always, you can find uh, Kidflix at Kidfix. God damn! <laughs> Please don't use the Lloyd's name in vain. Damn it! <laughs> and as always, you can find Kidflix at Kidflix Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us at Kidflix at gmail You can find me at Mister Wiseman on Twitter. And uh, I think that's really going to do it for today. Shane, thank you so much for sitting through Inspector Gadget with me. The pleasure was all mine, Russ. And I'm very excited to jump right into Inspector Gadget I can't wait! So I guess that's all for us today. Uh, Stream safely. Go, go, Gadget, end show! (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Go, go, Gadget, end show.